0: everyone welcome
1: welcome back to like trees walking
0: assuming you left and you're not listening to them in a continuous stream on a road trip i've heard many i've heard many well not many a couple stories
1: of people binge binge listening and, the, and then they reach the end of the line and they're like what boy? more more more
0: and i'm sure you've also heard the opposite where people stop. listen for a little bit and go stop stop stop
1: they usually don't they just-
0: well, she that's nice. They don't tell you anyway. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, um, what what is this? Who are we? Why are we here? I'm it's David, been so long. Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember, and I need a refresher from you.
1: Well, you know, the end of summer comes around and vacations, and just August is like a dead month
0: it for a recording podcasts. Yeah. So
1: we 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 missed the whole month of August, uh, but we're back with a vengeance this time, <laughs> and so
0: a hero rises. We're back.
1: (laughs) And so, I'm David Berge, I am a pastor, um, and Mike is Michael J. Nelson.
0: I'm one of your parishioners. (laughs) That's
1: right, (laughs) who owns podcasting equipment.
0: Yes, and so we thought, let's do a podcast, and let's do it about the things that matter. We're doing it, because he's a pastor, it's probably appropriate that we do it from a Christian perspective. However... What's the big however? The big
1: however is and and I see this borne out in some of the comments and feedback I get is that this we hope that this conver- these conversations are eavesdropped on um by people of any faith or no faith uh background or perspective. And so yeah, all comers, we welcome you to our 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 table, our stall in the marketplace of ideas. We are <laughs> we want we want hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all.
0: Yes. So we're going to talk about big issues, the big issues that matter to us all, whether or not you buy into our premise of Christianity uh, or whether you don't. We feel like we're all stuck with it, so let's talk about it, and let's talk about it, well, in serious ways, but also in a way that's a little bit lighthearted. Yeah. Come on.
1: We just are. We have very modest goals. We just want you to think. Yes. Um. Yeah. And and we hope that our perspective helps you think about your own beliefs, interrogate your own beliefs. Who said that the unexamined life is not worth living?
0: Uh, carrot top. I think <laughs> I said that. Yeah. that. He seems like a deep thinker. <laughs> he, he is. Uh, <laughs> he's pretty. There's post-comedy, that, and then he's pre-comedy, I think. I don't know. Is it Santiana? I'll have to listen to the Billy Joel song again to hear about what Santiana did. But it's it's a philosopher, right? It's got to be a philosopher. It's not... Oh, uh, you don't know the answer. No, I thought you were quizzing I, no, me. No,
1: I don't know the answer. I forgot. Like, one uh, example. Goethe? I, I don't know. Let's look it up. It's, w- it's Vo- not like...
0: Wagner? The anti-Semite? I mean, who? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, all right. You Un- look that up, ex- and I'll explain that... Um, so yeah, you know this is not obvious to you listening, but Socrates. Da-
1: so, so oh wait, he did. Yeah, that's what it says. I mean, this could be one of those like, uh, oh, Abraham like, Lincoln.
0: Just choose one: Winston Churchill, Abraham Lincoln, G.K. Uh, Chesterton. This
1: oh. befo- we usually get sidetracked before we get on track. But I mean, this reminds me of you're off Twitter now, Mike. So you're missing some of the great cultural phenomenon that it continues to churn out for us.
0: Please put scare quotes around great cultural phenomenon. (laughs) Or detrius
1: or whatever. But so in (laughs) a couple weeks ago, there was all of these people retweeting this like kind of Warren Buffett's like 10 principles or like oh, yeah. 10 rules for life, or like always be nice and like say please and thank you. And people like it got just tens of thousands of retweets and likes. Um, and, and because this is, is this is Warren Buffett, you know, he is the the oracle, the of, oracle Omaha. of Omaha, this, this guy's is a I billionaire and
0: an advisor to many presidents. Think how, yeah, rich,
1: powerful, successful he's, and it. T- <laughs> And it was like Warren with like one – it was like something um, like – oh, uh, his name was spelled wrong basically. And so it was a fake Warren Buffett account that people were just lashing. So So it was like
0: going to see one of those Bruce Lee movies, but Bruce Lee is spelled (laughs) L-I. Yeah,
1: Yeah, like why are people like – and it was the most like cliched, uh, banal, like hallmark advice you've ever received in your life. And it's like why is it – well, because this guy's a billionaire. He must – have this incredible, like, this has been the secret to his success. Yeah, and he's an older
0: gentleman now,
1: and so he's a wisdom. He's acquired a lot of wisdom and wealth, and... He has this kind of grandfatherly, you know, vibe about him where it's like, well, I invest in Dairy Queen because I like dilly bars, you know, that kind of like... um, Um, Invest in what you
0: like. Yeah. And Um, hold on to it. I think we've mentioned this before that a lot of those passed around things are attributed, like you say, to those, those sources, like the obvious ones, the Churchill... There's ones that we got from a mother-in-law, I won't say which one, that were attributed like a list of those kinds of just platitudes that came from Jay Leno. It's like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> Suddenly Jay Leno becomes contemplative and emails a bunch of people <laughs> these secrets to living life. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I tell you <laughs> things. You got to get up before 5 a.m., you know? Start <laughs> your day early. Create the day. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you hear about this, Kevin? Yeah, these guys—they get up, they eat breakfast, <laughs> uh, they get after it a little bit. It's just—I didn't understand.
1: It's what? It's what? And just how many people get just just sucked into like, oh, they most—I mean, this. Stuff but is, that little
0: box that sits in the corner of the browser that. In which you're looking at the email, just type it in. If you have any doubts whatsoever, (laughs) type it in and do a little bit of investigating. Instead of passing it on to people and saying something like, can you believe that the wisdom of Mr. Clean, he's a real guy, and he not only is interested in floor cleaning, he has these fabulous things to say.
1: Oh, it's crazy. Anyways, so... uh,
0: Yeah. Well, we're, we're owed more diversions... Uh, before we get to our main topic, which we're going to get to in a okay, minute. Don't worry. Um, because we just haven't seen each other or podcast in such a long time. And I feel like we're not only greeting each other again, although we see each other, but not in, not in a podcastual kind of relationship. Dance, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also our audience has to sort of ease back into who are these guys again? So uh, I feel like that was a good...
1: It was a good diversion. It's like just seeing some old friends you haven't seen for a long time. That's right. What's
0: going on, guys? Let's check in. Catching up, cracking wise. So we'll get to the big topic, and then the second half. We have a new feature on the show where we're going to dig into. And I I think it's okay to say this. There's no reason to not tease. Don't kill the lead. We're going to uh, be dipping into uh, Mike's mailbag. People have some questions for me. They have some challenges for me, yes. <laughs> and I'm prepared to meet these. So, dear
1: dear audience, when we, I always am spewing out like, "Hey, this is our social media. This is how you connect with us." Now we're actually finding a practical way where this is bearing. Uh, uh, dividends uh it t- t- took us two years to figure out how to <laughs> we got to
0: either it. to either get the emails or to respond to them. I don't know which is it's probably a combination of and the two.
1: We should start doing email forwards to our email list of like Jay Leno's advice like, a <laughs> constant barrage of, of email forwards. My mom sent me a few early email forwards like about Spunk Ball. It was like this game that teens were playing with like a oil, like a gas soaked rag that they would <laughs> lay on fire and yell "spunk ball" and throw it in your car. <laughs>
0: I'm not so, kidding. Was it? This sounds great, or was it? Beware! Of beware! This. <laughs> it was beware. <laughs> I'd like to get in on this. Where can I sign up for a league?
1: My mom literally sent this. Now she just generally sends like product recalls that are legit, like you know, like our children to try to keep our my sister and my children from dying. So. All right, hang Thanks, on. Mom. I'm going to
0: I'm going to readjust your uh, your, your your spit.
1: Uh... My spittle, cover Is it is it
0: bothering yeah. you? Well, I'll keep talking. No, so that's right. you keep talking. I'm just going to put it closer to the mic.
1: All right. So we have a big topic. Okay. Uh, we have a big topic for today. In fact, this is one that just hit hit me like a bolt of lightning out of the blue as I was entering in your building today. I had something in, else completely entirely that I wanted to talk about, but then I thought, well, you know what? This is something I've been thinking about. Uh, for a long time, and so I want to.
0: Bring and you're you going to lay it not only on the audience, you're going to lay it on me for the first this time. This is a total surprise a... to Mike. Okay, so I'm ready. Total Pastor, surprise. What have you got for us?
1: So I was coming in, and um, uh, I'm not going to divulge too much about where Mike lives, other than it's in the Twin Cities, in <laughs> the Greater Twin Cities metropolitan area. Uh, but Mike lives in a, in a, in a building, and uh, as I was going in, <laughs> I mean, as opposed to <laughs> some sort of cave shelter yeah, or yes. adobe structure, yes. Yes. i'm trying to be discreet with this but so mike lives in a building and uh in said, you know in these buildings they have all kinds of activities and amenities it's a senior living facility so they try to keep folks oh. active oh, <laughs> you... there's water aerobics and <laughs> oh, there's spunk ball fun. but anyways and so i see uh on the activities list there's you know uh let's say it's yoga with karen And that made me think about it. So, um, I'm not going to talk about like the, I am way too ignorant to even begin to speak to the, uh, like belief systems that underlie yoga, but uh, nor am I critical of the fact that the building is offering this all. It just made me think, well, what if there was like, you know, uh, prayer time with Sharon, like like would a build you know like like we're rosaries with you know Mary or whatever, uh, you know like would you ever see that listed on a building's activity list uh, either or would you ever see that on a building's activity list? And I think the obvious answer to that is,
0: well, of course not. No, I was well, going to say I, I've been in that elevator a lot. I have not seen. <laughs> Uh, either of those activities offered or you
1: know like uh speaking in tongues you know like where you'll engage in some charismatic you know uh prayer language sort of an outpouring of the the spirit i mean there's lots of pentecostals everywhere i'm sure i bet there's a lot actually i mean they're so prevalent i bet there's a few who even live you know around here you could get get them together and let them yeah you
0: have a little classroom on the speaking uh in tongues and the interpretation thereof.
1: Yeah, like that sounds like Gl- a glossolalia. You know, glo- glossolalia. Gl- what?
0: Glossolalia. Yeah,
1: glossolalia, why like there's not glossolalia with Glenn, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just curious to me um what is it that differentiates yoga as a practice from these other I guess uh, and even they're not even necessarily that normal when we think of things like glossolalia, but let's say like, you know, uh, the, the prayer time with Sharon or whatever, something like that. Like, why would that, I mean, if you saw that, and I think if I saw that, I'd be like, ooh, that's kind of genius. That's sort of, that's kind of weird that they're offering that. What's going on here? So what is it that differentiates those practices? Um, and... If there is a differentiation, is that uh, does that represent some sort of a bastardization, a Western bastardization of uh, someone else's uh, religious practice? You know what I mean? Ooh,
0: cultural appropriation. Is that a
1: case of cultural appropriation?
0: That's a good question. Um, Before we go on, don't let me forget. Uh, just to bolster your you noticing this and it being a thing. I think everyone who's listening will will probably not disagree with what our general premise is. These things are not offered now let's break it down but another one that was offered was the uh there was a big in this building was a big solstice party yeah now that's not (laughs) i mean the solstice is is more known as a sort of you know quasi pagan event they're not talking about come and celebrate the fact that the sun is at the height of it you know the zenith whatever i don't know the terms but uh this was specifically like solstice with little you know jokes about come and i don't know you know stone the stonehenge on the you know pool deck or whatever yeah uh so yeah these these sort of uh uh you know these things are most certainly allowed and encouraged and put up on flyers in the elevator so and and it was
1: of a a type two um and it made me think back to i was a one one year when i was in seminary you had to do as part of my training for ministry, you had to do a uh, a chaplaincy. So I was a volunteer chaplain at this hospital in New Jersey uh, one summer. A great, great summer experience. Uh, okay. we, <laughs> we had this one guy who was super successful like in business and consulting. He worked for whatever the big consulting firm is, McKinney or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he came back to seminary and was going through, and he would finish his chaplaincy visit so fast. And we were like, what is the secret to your success? You have a long list of people you're supposed to visit, and like he would... Um and and he would get them done in like an hour and like he would have all these you know he would back like, up yep, got it done and we were just amazed by his <laughs> is efficiency.
0: that a, a, a spot on impersonation yes, it like is. all your impersonations yes. All right, sorry and he, he
1: did <laughs> amazing like we were like wow this guy like there's a reason he's so successful and then we found out a couple weeks later like he just basically didn't do anything for the entire summer wow and sat around reading the newspapers. well
0: it is efficient I mean <laughs> like he would kind of look in there was the no room. check on that there was No, you know, could you sum up? No, I mean, we weren't getting
1: in in defense. We weren't getting paid. So like no one was being cheated other than the people and himself for gaining the experience of walking into a room and being awkward and uncomfortable. Uh, But anyways, uh, so all that to say was. We, there was a daily chapel service that was broadcast over the, you know, the, the, the television channel for the inside of the hospital. You know, only people in the hospital could watch it. And at 10 a.m. every day, the chapel service would come on. And we only basically the only we could use scripture, but the only texts we could use were from the Psalms. Because uh, that was like, gene- that was like the generic God of everyone. <laughs> and, and there's, I mean, there's also a lot, obviously like we're in New Jersey, lots of Jewish people in the hospital, Catholic, Roman Catholic people. Uh, but also, I mean, tons of people of various different faiths or no, no faiths at all were in there. But it was like somehow like the Psalms were cool and you could just talk about the God of the Psalms as if that were the generic God. Um, not like a particular deity, you know, like the Lord, Yahweh, you know what I mean? So I just thought, man, this is weird, sort of the things that become accessible or acceptable as like generic enough spiritual practices to be allowed sort of common practice or currency. And what is it that differentiates it? Like, what is it about yo? So I think it's like the more kind of generic it is. Uh, the more acceptable it is because it's not making particular claims upon us. But what is it about like yoga that doesn't make particular claims upon beliefs or understanding the world or God? I mean, to me it, it at least emerges from a culture which has a very, you know, particular understanding of the relationship between the divine and humanity and, and has this entire worldview. So how can we just sort of appropriate that pull that out? I mean, it also involves, you know, exercise and breathing things that I I know are good for people. And I know plenty of people who practice yoga. So I'm not trying to say like, oh, you have to stay away from that. Like, you know, D devil is in that or whatever, but just like that. W- I, you know, if I invited someone if someone invited me to your class, I'd be like, Oh yeah. And someone's like, Well come to my glossolalia class, I'd be like, ooh.
0: <laughs> well, that that then uh brings up the question, could you if I petitioned this building or any building, let's just this is a stand in building again. I live high atop like Trees Walking Tower. Um <laughs> I send up the uh the Pastor Dave signal every now and then and he comes over and we record. So just generically, the sort of the standard apartment building or whatever, any kind of building, could you just have prayer time? And I think, I think the answer is probably no, right? Yeah, because no generic. Pra- it's generic prayer. prayer time. There's it's many ways prayer. to pray, right? And so yoga has been. Sort of accumulated, obviously, into the mainstream culture in a way that I don't really, I don't go to it, so I don't know much about it. I mean, I I don't go to a
1: class either, but I I mean, I have like done, I've done a downward dog, or two
0: in my day, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that wasn't at yoga, and it was. Uh, just, no. I mean,
1: yeah. So it is like you could say, well, it's just. I mean, it is, a, like, it is a series of positions and stretches and exercises and all that thing that have meaning behind them, behind them you know, for a particular understanding of how one is supposed to be in the world and how that's supposed to, I think, like open you up to um, some sort of, you know, divine energy operating in you. And you can kind of, I guess, strip that away and just say, no, I mean, it's great. It's great for stretching. It's great for exercise. It's great for breathing. It's great for your kind of mental health slowing down and just doing that. But have we then taken something essential like from it? Have we bastardized this practice in such a way that we should like feel really bad about Having appropriated this from the you know the east, this kind of orientalism, uh, you know that that we have engaged in, and and this is another example of Western culture taking I mean, things, homogenizing them, and you know doing away with their essence.
0: I would say, off the top of my head, yeah, of course. I mean, it seems like it. Whether or not that's is that bad or good, I don't, I, I, I can't say because I don't know enough about it. But why? But obviously, the appeal of it is the sort of element of there is something. Uh, a little bit mystical about it right otherwise you wouldn't get people if you call it stretching class if you call it calisthenics or um light physical therapy (laughs) nobody would this probably wouldn't have the same appeal and you wouldn't see people doing the the poses like physical therapy poses in like sunshine on beaches with you know like in every magazine that you ever see yeah there's always there's an element of the spiritual or mystical that goes along with it but i think that's not really moored to anything anymore right. i assume no. i mean i don't you don't go in and you all, don't all say some sort of a a prayer or a chant together do you no i th- and i mean i'm sure like
1: that there are plenty of people who practice it. Then these folks have become true believers or converts or whatever, you know, like I think that there's a, certainly a a niche within the yoga community where this practice has, you know, deep spiritual meanings or whatever. And they've kind of educated or availed themselves of what this, you know, they've allowed themselves to be educated and learn. and, And it means it, but for, I think the vast majority, I don't know, 90, 99%. It's just like a, yeah, it's like a mystical stretching. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it, and I think it speaks to um, its popularity, speaks to a ongoing quest, you know, within within the West um, for, a you know, something that's transcendent uh, and, you know, isn't just this kind of bare utilitarian, you know, take care of your body exercise type of thing, but can still be justified by appealing to those sort of utilitarian means. You know right. what I mean? It's like, well, why do you practice yoga? Like, well, because it's good for me. You know, and these other things like that are tacked onto it. You can appeal those too, but it also has this kind of bonus element to it, and that prayer just seems to not have. I guess, like there's no besides probably mental health justifications that you could give for it. So I think it plays into this maybe. Quest for a thirst for something greater, but then also the um, kind of idolatry of physical health um, that we have within uh, at least bourgeois, you know, uh, American and Western culture or whatever. So it it takes a lot of boxes, I guess, uh, uh, yeah. for folks. So it's just an interesting phenomenon that it it it's generic enough mm-hmm. that it can get approved, but but speaks to a specific longing that people actually want to engage in it. You know?
0: Yeah, it fits a very uh, a very tight niche that just works perfectly for our i i will say that my large impression of yoga is based on having done it once briefly hated it that's no i mean <laughs> why doesn't mike
1: like i mean we can
0: yeah. I mean, we have a department however uh i lived in two different places where there was yoga studios that had inconvenient parking i imagine this is not going to come as a surprise to anyone <laughs> and <laughs> so at various times the uh The participants therein, when I was trying to drive to my house or away from my house, would be running across the street at dangerous places, not at the stoplight, Mm -hmm. with the yoga mat and dressed like a yoga participant. (laughs) Dashing in front of cars like Frogger. And and that made a huge impression on me. I was always dodging yoga participants uh, who were uh, putting themselves in dangerous traffic situations. So that's my large impression Mm -hmm. of
1: Yeah, I think it, it's just one of those practices. And I'm not saying, oh, don't you know do not do it. This is a bad word. Like I have no um, – I'm not speaking generally on the topic at all or the specific contents of the beliefs or practices that underlie it. Um, yeah, we haven't all. gotten into that no, much at all. Not at all. I'm at least too ignorant. I'm totally ignorant, so I don't <laughs> want to speak that. I'm just speaking to the phenomenon itself and yeah. kind of the, the – Interesting ways that it is seen as differentiated from other, you know, spiritual or religious activities. And so it's um, I and I think in ways that doesn't actually bear out upon closer scrutiny. And if it does bear out, um, it's only in a way that you've sort of sucked all of its content out of it in a way that is. Unta- distasteful I would think to people yeah. to say like we've taken this practice sucked all of the meaning out Denuded of it it and yes and now we just use it for these purposes like that's a way in a way that I think that we uh, wouldn't you know is a way that we would frown upon amongst other things in like sort of you know western culture in a way that would seem like sort of uh disgustingly like performative like a vaudeville or minstrel show you know of like taking a you know old negro spiritual and pretending like we really believe it and singing it like that we would go like, yeah. oh that's gross like that's disgusting don't yeah. don't do that are we doing do we run the risk of doing something sim- similar with that and is there really a, a clean differentiating we differentiation we can make from yoga class and prayer group
0: right or the uh, what? What is the where you walk the little spiritual path and oh the uh, the
1: um uh, uh, come on the uh, labyrinth. Yeah, I feel I mean, like the labyrinth is kind of a, it's it's become a sort of yeah,
0: it's kind of like yoga now. You know, does a Zen garden sort of get towards that? I and, think it does. Yeah, where you just kind of playing with stuff you don't really understand in
1: in a way that's maybe a you know hat tip to that culture but also maybe like hey man like if someone's you know if, if, if in, like, Eastern Orthodoxy, they have, like, the hesychastic prayer, which is all about this breathing and constant repetition of this Jesus, like, Son of David, have mercy on me or whatever. And it's just re- repeating that prayer yeah. over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm sure it has great health benefits, you know, and breathing and all that sort of stuff. But if you just have someone doing that uh, without believing it, um, is yeah. that kind of
0: gross? Well... I don't know. We're laying it out there. That's I'm just,
1: food for thought. Again, and I don't. Ha- I I think you can tell from the way that I'm 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 processing this and still thinking through it. And so I just wanted to let people in on that, um, that that thinking process, that formative process of how to look at a practice that's different to me, um, that I see it that I view as obviously having emerged from a religious tradition, and how that gets picked up in sort of a mass culture, um. Without maybe critically reflecting on the beliefs and, and what it means when we're doing it, and what it says not only about that practice but especially about us and our own beliefs and interaction or lack thereof with it.
0: Especially them. at the end of the class, if they were to say, "Now pick up your mat and walk," I mean that would that just is be like very biblical. Too. My gosh! <laughs> <laughs> but it comes with the whole lingo, you know, Namaste, yeah, and like right, yeah. you know,
1: yeah, like there's a whole ling- lingo that's associated with it. And what is yeah? I mean, those are those are things that means you know they mean something or do just as much as it but it would be weird if you were like uh chuck like alo akbar you know like see you know yeah, like right. that would feel like really even though it's a very common phrase for you know hundreds of millions of people across the world like it, it's like it just interests me what we pick up and why we pick it up
0: but what the innovation that we brought to it and i almost holy thing is yoga pants <laughs> so we we have added to the rich texture <laughs> it is it's like a stew
1: you know and you just you throw culture as a stew and we've thrown in another ingredient the yoga pants exactly. spandex without lycra and spandex where would the world be exactly in in ill in pants that did not allow you to just be right and move in
0: the world Oh, yoga pants. Let me contemplate you for a while. No, well, while, while we're doing that, while I'm doing that, Dave is uh, is going to speak to you for a moment or we'll have a moment with the pastor, and then we'll be back and we'll dig in. We'll open up Mike's mailbag, which I'm very excited. I do not have a theme song for it. Do you have a theme song? I for was it? thinking for a right, couple on days, the break. Like, what will, would it be? We'll be pulling that out. All right, but uh, we'll be back right after this message from the pastor. This is Mike and Dave, and this is like trees walking.
1: Hey everyone, Pastor Dave here, and it is time for my appeal that I give every episode. And so uh, thank you, everyone. We've gotten a lot of great feedback recently on... on our ratings and reviews on iTunes. So if you haven't done that yet, please do it. Uh, we read them. Uh, uh we love, uh, especially the clever, funny ones. Those are really great. We enjoy those. Uh, also thank you everyone who's reached out and, uh, we, our next bit, our next segment is department is going to have, uh, the fruits of your labor. So, uh, thank you for reaching out, contacting us. It means the world that you're listening. And so, uh, you can find all the old episodes at, uh, ltwpod.com. Um, you can also uh, like our Facebook page. Uh, if you go to the website, you can also sign up for our email mailing list, which we send a few of those a year, uh, just to give you kind of a little Easter eggs of what's going on uh, for all you Gunters out there. And uh, yeah, you can follow at ltwpod on uh, on the Twitter or uh, at David underscore Bergie. So thank you all so much for your support for your listening, uh, rate review recommend the three R's of this podcast. Now let's get to Mike's mailbag. And we're back. We're back. Oh, so we have a new department and I want to follow back up on something that we said we would talk about a long time ago and we didn't. It'll just take a second. But we joked and laughed about, oh, when we had Gordon Graham on, you know, uh, the great professor, uh, now emeritus of Princeton Theological Seminary. Uh, the philosophy of religion professor. And so we said, well, it's going to really raise his book sales of that book, Evil and Christian Ethics. And so, uh, like, it went up over a million spots after he was on our show. It (laughs) went from, like, the four millionth book on Amazon to, like, the three millionth book.
0: (laughs) But but wasn't it a super expensive textbook style book? I I don't remember. So it was... You know, somebody purchased it. Is probably what happened. I bet we sold two copies, and that and that's not bad. That's the LTW bump. No, we have a huge. If bump. we want any other celebrities out there who are kind of pressing their books, <laughs> hey, two more books is two more books, and oh. especially when they're coming in at two hundred and ten dollars a pop or whatever that it was. was. It was you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's. Look it up now. How much it's is many. it?
1: I'm looking. I'm looking it up on. Yeah, you
0: go with the high voice. I can go with the high voice too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's my Leno voice. Hey, oh no, the paperback's thirty thirty
0: seven. Oh, the paperback. Oh, yeah, is. that's nothing. So is that the one that the shot hard,
1: up? The hardcover is seventy uh, two ninety eight. Yeah, so that's seventy two. Well, yes, yeah, it's used, bucks. right? No, it's new.
0: Oh, it is new. I think
1: that since we, they probably did another printing of it since <laughs> oh, we so you're uh, being being a little overly
0: optimistic. No, I think point. they
1: probably did another printing of it since we uh, brought it up on the show. So yes, well, we... Golden
0: Graham, you're welcome. All right. I'll, the the checks in the mail, right? <laughs> All right. So uh, the new department we debated on the break over uh, the theme song for it because it's uh, Mike's mailbag, and here's the theme song. Dave, you ready? I'm so ready. I don't know. It's just a slight I pause turn on it. my computer. There go. I go online. Welcome, welcome. And my breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. Ooh, you got God, mail. What is Oh, and they do go to the postman song. I was saying, boy, would that be lame if we used the postman sex? song. Of course not. I don't even know I mean, cyber sex. Oh. No. So we have no. mail, right? We'll go We've got it. it. Uh, did you see the movie? Oh, of course I mailed? saw. Of
1: course, I believe. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a delightful romp. I get it confused with the other one, the Empire State Building. Are, are those separate movies? No, all Meg Ryan about? movies are the same ones, right? The Tom Hanks. This is a Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie, right? How many of those are there? There's like seven. Sleepless all the in same Se- Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, and isn't this Sleepless like the- in Chicago? I think they did a tour. I don't know. Uh I just always got them confused.
1: They yeah, are. It is confusing.
0: Uh, but. Uh they were adorable. They they had a real chemistry those two. Oh, they did. Anyway, we do have mail and you brought it. So you bring the mail and I will answer the questions from our listeners. That's right. So, uh let's see where to start. It, you know, let's start with let's let's not let's start with the controversy,
1: okay? Over divorce. <gasps> There's a controversy? Well, it, oh, did, you and I talked about this before, so I forgot that our audience has no idea what we're talking about at all. Um, yes. So, wow, that's really, 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 really good of me. So, uh, 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 movie at movie GQ um, tweets at LTW Pod. Uh, saying, very good-naturedly, I assume you've been actually to death on this one, but this article debunks both the idea that QWERTY was created to slow typists down, so that's like the standard keyboard, and that Dvorak is faster. Mike's experience, as in so many things, may be idiosyncratic, or maybe that he sat down and really focused on Dvorak in a way he didn't with QWERTY. And then, parenthetically, many key combos in tech software are based on physical position of keys, not letters, which explains the hate. So this is calling back when um, it's kind of a throw. I don't know if it was a throw off comment or what, but we were in a. Oh no no no! It was a whole department. It was what? Do, why does Mike not like? It was episode one seventeen.
0: Yeah, and a classic, a true classic, a classic from the vault, a true classic. <laughs> in no which I said, what
1: "In which I said, Mike, why don't you like a regular QWERTY keyboard? Why do you use this? It's this other keying method. If you want to know about, it, you can listen back to the episode." And so, Mike. This guy is challenging you, and he's he's well actualing you. What is your
0: response to um,
1: at movie GQ?
0: Well, when you first told me this, which was a couple, I don't know, a week ago or so, that we were going to get into this, Mm -hmm. I uh, I had to think to myself, I wonder what I said about uh, Dvorak because he makes the claim that um, well, he doesn't. He implies that I said that it was created because of to slow typing down. And uh, So I looked up all the articles. I looked them up at the time, too. Uh, and I went back and listened. What is the guy's name? It is a guy, right? It is, I think. movie uh, MovieGQ, which I just realized is a very clever
1: movie geek. Like, geek. It's tight. So what is at movie geek?
0: Oh, okay. All right. You said guy. I don't know. Movie geek could be a...
1: It's movie geek. What about it? That's mm-hmm. his thing. That's his Twitter handle. Well, how do you know it to him? That's a good, it seems to have a masculine <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, picture in the avatar. Oh, oh okay. Let me well, look anyway,
0: up. I find it very problematic that you would bring that up. But <laughs> the point is, I was ready for fisticuffs with this guy. I was ready for pistols at dawn because I did not make these claims. It sounds like his challenge against me is one that I would agree with. So this is uh, unfortunately deflates the whole controversy, because as I went back and listened to it, I made no such claims about Dvorak. I said I wanted to challenge myself to learn a new language, and I had heard that it could help with carpal tunnel. I believe I said it does make one faster, which is still, even by the MIT study that debunked the claims of Dvorak is still true. It makes him slightly faster, but this is in one study. So whether or not, you know, your mileage may vary. Uh, (laughs) But the point being, I just did it for to be an iconoclast and to do something different. To retain your neuroplasticity. (laughs) Exactly. I believe that was one of the main reasons that I brought it up. So I got no beef with you, uh, movie GQ. I would like to fight you. I'll still do it. <laughs> Bare knuckles. Meet Mike at building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> However, in the unfortunately, we won't have much passion in our fight because I don't think I disagree with you.
1: This is going to be no ball in the cross type of, uh, you know, clashing of no, swords. No, there's drawn
0: swords in uh, many, many continents. Nope. I'm afraid we'll have to leave it there. I, I concede your point that Dvorak does not live up to the claims made by Mr. Dvorak himself. Antony? Divorce, <laughs> No, different,
1: different, different the, guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, and the switching, basically it's an increment. It's such a small increment. What they found is the switching costs are just so high. That,
0: yeah, yeah. It doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to like swap out keyboards. But in the computer era, who cares? I used to be able to switch back and forth fairly effortlessly, but now I am not bilingual typing wise. I'm much slower on query, because I'm just, it's, it's been many, yeah. many years, so... Well,
1: uh, all right. So that's the first one for the mailbag. And then here's another one from uh, a, a listener on Twitter. Um, uh, at Lazarus uh, Portnoy asks, at, at LTWpod, does Mike like Back to the Future? I have to know because he's good at ruining things I love. (laughs) Why do I have that reputation?
0: Why? Well,
1: you had a whole podcast uh, devoted to shredding this
0: beloved book by Ernst Klein. But then I introduced these wonderful things to everyone like tinned fish and and spirulina powder. I mean— And Rebecca Black's Friday. Rebecca Black's Friday. I'm— I'm bringing gifts to the world as well, so if I—that's so sort of your gold frankincense and myrrh, Viralina yes. and, and <laughs> Rebecca Black. And yeah. So if sometimes, fish. if sometimes I bellyache about particular things, think of me in in Toto. <laughs> think of me as a whole. Uh, I'm like a Santa who doesn't like particular kinds of cookies, <laughs> but otherwise I'm a jolly old elf. <laughs> okay, so uh, Mike, but to the question, to the question, to the question. Back to the Future. Not anything I would walk across the street to see. I, I, I think my kids used to watch it. They, you know, when they're younger than they're not in the demographic. They're no, yeah, than, they were. But yeah, I think real. they were gifted the DVDs, and I would watch them and just sort of go, "Yeah, all right." I don't, <laughs> I don't hate them. I'm not a huge fan of Michael J. Fox. You know, I wish it would have been Eric Stoltz. Is that was, who they were originally going to do he was, he was. Who's he, Eric Stoltz? He filmed it like, uh, Oh, please, I'm, Eric Stoltz, the star of Anaconda. <laughs> he's, he's actually in Anaconda. He gets stung in the throat by a wasp and sits in the boat for the rest of the movie. Um, <laughs> but Oh, the Eric Stoltz. But no, there, you go online, and there's a whole YouTube thing of all the scenes that Eric Stoltz shot before they fired him and hired
1: and hired Michael J. Fox Why to did do they it. fire Eric Stoltz? Is, so is there a version with Eric Stoltz?
0: Well, it's not a completed, but there's many. I believe there's a bunch of scenes. Well, I'm
1: Once we finish the well, pod. Yeah. I may have to look yeah, the, yeah, those I'll, up.
0: I'll, I'll uh, cue those up oh, for you.
1: In his, the first, like the second, first line of the second graph of his Wikipedia biography was, In 1985, Stoltz was picked to portray Marty McFly in the movie Back to the Future. Five weeks after filming it
0: begun, Stoltz was fired and replaced by Michael J. Fox. <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta hurt you're in like a major a movie
1: huge movie like this is gonna make your career. i mean michael j fox He's, i know he was in teen wolf but i feel like back to the future is like what made
0: oh Michael. yeah j. Fox. yeah so this eric stoltz he did have a career but he could have been like the Stuart sutcliffe of the beatles you know i would love to hear why him. he got fired because he, he couldn't say, "Doc, uh, hey, Doc." It's, that's like terrible, terrible that's impression. Really of That's as bad. That's as bad as your impressions. That's I, how bad that is.
1: Um, I really like Back to the Future. If if it matters to you, Lazarus. Do you? But, yeah. well, I was a kid, you know, I was uh, I was a, I mean, I was a child in the '80s, so I was a little young when they came out, but I watched them so many times on video. Uh, the first two. I mean, the second one is dark. You know, uh, really dark. What ha- is that the Western one? No, that's the third one that, oh, okay. is, uh, that even I will admit is just trash. That one <laughs> okay. sucks.
0: Um, Did but, Robert Temeckis direct all of them, do
1: you know? I don't know, actually. Um, I don't care to look it up. So I mean, uh, You were a
0: kid. You're not really looking at directors' No, I'm not names, thinking. So. About,
1: was that Chris Nolan? <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, so uh, the two is the one where they, like, it's like the dark. Biff gets the sports betting book and he, like, gets rich.
0: And he's just really trashy, like
1: it's, oh, it's like the, the trashy '80s. Uh, and
0: Michael J. Fox's girlfriend, yes, gets like a terrible wig, and they try to make her look. And it's what's her name from Leaving Las Vegas, um, you know, the actress.
1: Yes, yeah, the actress from that. <laughs> but yeah, that's where they go to the future, and that's really cool. Has I think is
0: Max Headroom in it. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I, I like only have a little, seen Max, little I feel like there's like, Max Headroom. Yeah. Wait, actual Max Headroom? Yeah, I think actual Max not Headroom. The, not the actor?
1: No, actual Max Headroom. Really?
0: Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Totally. Look it up. Wow. Well, now I might be in. <laughs> and um, it, it's so cool. I thought the future one was so cool. And the first one is a, just a true classic. I love it how it's like actually white people are responsible for rock and roll because Chuck Berry copied
0: <laughs> Martin Well, oh, that's, oh, that's a much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problematic moment as is possibly the terrorists, right? Isn't there a Oh yeah, there's terrorists. There's like terrorists but it's at the beginning. But they're storming a mall or something. I mean, it's dark, they're right? They're trying to steal but it's sort like it's a comic thing. You're right. Yeah, it's like Oh, they're trying to steal a bomb. U- uranium
1: or something. Yeah, or from Doc. It's really weird. Doc might be in the arms <laughs> Doc has like a sordid history as an arms dealer. Um uh, wow. and they're going and then you know, the whole like the avoiding uh, incest with your mother plot. Incest,
0: but then there's a, I mean, as close to rape as we could possibly get, right? In the movie. What do you mean? The guy, the. the oh, Biff. Oh, Biff. yeah. Isn't Biff. There, like, oh, I remember yes, I yes, saw just yes. that scene. I was like, that is. It's really that bad. rough.
1: I think he like stop, you know, Marty interrupts it or whatever. But
0: yeah, it's a, it's, a, you know, that's very vile. And, so it's it's remembered, so you have, it's remembered as kind so you of a have light. racism, deep misogyny, um, terrorists, and nuclear weapons, and this is your beloved childhood film.
1: It is really good. <laughs>
0: it is really good. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, my opinion of it. Unfortunately, again, we picked two things. I don't have a strong enough opinion about it. I don't like it. I won't. I mean. 1.21 gigawatts. I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't walk across the street to see it. And did who, did John Williams do the score? I mean, he's got a great score. Ah, uh, that I don't know. How come you know the
1: guy who does the dun, score, but you dun, don't know dun, who directed
0: Dun, Oh, man, what a score. That's as good as my Michael J. Fox impression. Ah, well, let the audience be the judge.
1: Dad, dad, when Michael J. Fox almost calls his dad, like dad in the movie. He's like, dad,
0: dad, daddy Love that one. Ah, that's good comedy. Do, you, do people still come up to you and knock on your forehead and say, hello, McFly? But I do, I do know a guy named
1: Marty with a last name that starts with an MC. And so I just imagined being him.
0: Yeah. That had to be tough. Is he at the age where oh, he's, he's going to get it?
1: Oh, yep. Yep. Just the right age. Oh.
0: Yep. My. Well, I hope that answers your question. Um, wait, I lost the name of that guy. Lazarus Portnoy. Okay. I'm trying to noodle out that handle. Do you get it? Portnoy's Complaint, the uh, Philip Ross book.
1: Maybe his real name is Lazarus Portnoy. That's just what I thought.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll allow it. (laughs) All right. I think that's our show for today. That's a wrap. hit my microphone very hard, but I think we're going to be okay. We're going to land this plane. Uh, So that's a wrap. We will be back very soon to talk about a big topic and to not talk about back to the future ever again on this program unlike i do not not make that film problem. series do not make that, that has to come up at least every 10 minutes which shall go unnamed in this episode but uh dave i'm going to run the equipment to sign us off here would you all right everyone thanks for
1: listening until next time this has been a like trees walking production